this is like like I'm I'm so excited for the for the uh, morning. So praise the Lord, you guys are all here. Um, we are going to uh, get started. There's a couple announcements to make. I should probably make them again at the end. Um, but if if you haven't noticed, there's a, there's a welcoming table outside. So if this is your first time, uh, you should go out there and there's a uh, little. Uh, I don't know if this is anyone. Is this anyone's first time? I don't really see anyone. Hey, there's some. Hi, hello. So there's a welcome table up front. And so if uh, you are, it's your first time, you should make sure to stop off at the welcoming table. And we've got a little uh, book from our uh, teaching pastor, Pastor Josh, who we'd love to give you a little visitor card. And we'll make sure to announce this again during service, who's ever doing announcements. Also, um, if uh, you would like to be part of our um, member directory so that you get prayed for. That's an important part of the member directory is getting prayed for because Pastor Joshua and other people are going to flip through it and pray for you as they see as he sees your face. So if you haven't gotten your picture taken yet, we're going to be doing that outside on uh, along the brick wall there. If you have a hard time finding the brick wall, just go around the building and uh, then you'll find someone taking pictures. So we'll be doing that after service. And this is the, our last equipping hour for the year. This is capping off our series about being in him. What does it mean to be in Christ? What is union with Christ? And uh, if you have notes, awesome. If you don't have notes, you really need them this morning. You really need them. Because this whole morning is a note morning. We're going to spend most of the morning in circles talking about our deepest secrets. No, that's not true. It's going to be all very exciting, encouraging, and we're going to spend most of the morning in circles. So make sure to get notes. If you haven't gotten them, if not, they're right outside the door, they're right out front on the little table. Everyone should have some. Uh, if you have your notes, though, you can see that I've titled this The So What Week. The So What Week. Now, hopefully, that, and, and I said that I've titled that affectionately, the So What Week, because by God's grace, I've been, I trust that you've been having a whole lot of So What moments over this series, right? Because as we talk about being in Christ and justification and adoption and reconciliation, these are incredible So What's. Like, these are life-changing doctrines. So I know that you've already been thinking about the So What's, but I wanted to kind of pull some of these things together as we meditate on them. Um, really, as people, though, um, we, we can be kind of funny when it comes to the so what. There's all kinds of, of times that we don't really care about the so what. Like, for example, sports, right? We can feel incredible allegiance to a team. But there's no one, no, no one ever asks you, so you're standing up and cheering. So what? Right? They just kind of assume it has value, right? Like, like, well, that's my team. I like love them. Um, but yet when it comes to Bible doctrines, sometimes we say, well, so what? <laughs> Which is kind of ironic. But, uh, um, but really, that kind of sports analogy has a lot to do with our being in Christ. So I was reading this uh, past week, a uh, Advent. I don't know if any of you have been reading any Advents. This is one by a, uh, a preacher named Jared Wilson. 
And, uh, and he's, each of these Advent days, he's going over a different gift. And this gift he's talking about is victory. So he talks about being a, a NFL fan. And uh, um, then he describes, you know, a, a, a little bit about when my team is not doing well, well, I get pretty animated. I'll yell at the screen. I'll wave my hands, very often stand up and approach the television as if my proximity to it might somehow electronically affect the abilities of the players. I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like that. But then he talks about something that is kind of sad, like for me personally. So uh, he says, when the New England Patriots dramatically won Super Bowl 49 against the Seattle Seahawks, thanks to a last second goal line interception, I actually broke a chair in celebration at the party we were attending to watch it. Uh, now, I think by, by break, it wasn't because he like smashed the chair, but because he was so excited, he jumped up or whatever, right? Now, for me, that's a little sad because I was a a uh, Seahawks fan that was like, the next day, I was like, actually, I woke up in the morning trying to have my Bible time, and I'm like, why do I feel so sad? Um, but that brings out some uh, interesting questions about being human, right? When our team loses, we feel the loss in our guts. And I don't know if you've ever felt that in a, a sporting event you're really excited about. You're like, um, um, this is depression, Okay, um, And then he says, when our team wins, especially when it's a spectacular against all odds kind of win, we feel, that too, d- 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 uh, we feel that too dramatically. We feel it despite the fact we haven't done anything to help the cause. S- right? We haven't done anything. Similar to the teaching of the imputation of Christ's righteousness, which we celebrate with justification, uh, the vicarious triumph of the Christian is accomplished through a victory we've contributed nothing to. And that's really part of the wonder of being in him, of being in Christ, of being united to Christ. We get to participate in all of these things because of our union with Christ that we did nothing to be a part of. And so if you have your uh, equipping our hand out there, um, go ahead and get that out. Because I just want to review a little bit this morning about what some of those doctrines are that we've been looking at. Now, if you don't have one yet, send someone to go get one. There's lots of young people around you. You're going to need this. We're going to get into circles. And this is going to be very important to have this double-sided handout. Or, Or just raise your hand and someone will get it for you. There, okay. Okay, so first, uh, and, and really there's, there's, there's so much that scripture talks about, uh, about union with Christ. We talked about that over the first couple weeks. And it's all, we didn't look at all the verses, really just a, a portion of them about what is union with Christ, of this relationship where the scripture talks about us being in him or him, sometimes even in us or with us. And uh, how, and then I've got a quote here and I've got, I'm going to read some quotes summarizing what these doctrines are, just to jog our, our memories a little bit. So week one and two, we talked about union with Christ. It's a phrase used to summarize several different relationships between believers in Christ, through which re- Christians receive every benefit of salvation because of our union with Christ. And then we go through and talk about what some of these are. So in the third week, we talked about justification. Justification, it says, is an instantaneous legal act of God in which he thinks of our sins as forgiven and Christ's righteousness is belonging to us and, too, declares us to be righteous in his sight. We talked about justification. Then we talked about reconciliation. In reconciliation, God restores the justified sinner to a place of peace, fellowship, and communion by means of the atoning work of Jesus Christ, captured well by the word reconcile. 
In sanctification, we talked about the progressive work uh, in, in believers that makes us more and more free from, uh, and it's free from, it's free from sin and like Christ in our actual lives. But we also talked about that that's progressive, but there's also, it's because a definitive sanctification that we are united with Christ, dead to sin and alive to him. There's adoption, an act of God whereby he makes us members of his family. Perseverance of the saints, we talked about. The perseverance of the saints means that all those who are truly born again will be kept by God's power and will persevere as Christians until the end of their lives, and that only those who persevere until the end have been truly born again. And last week talked about glorification is the final step of the application of redemption. It will happen when Christ returns, raises from the dead the bodies of all believers for all time who have died, reunites them with their souls, and changes the bodies of all believers who remain alive, thereby giving all believers at the same time perfect resurrected bodies like his own. I'm going through this quickly because they are there for you. It's just a quick review of what we've been learning about the last eight weeks. Now we're going to spend some time talking about them. And really, if I had to do the whole series over, and I'll do it again over sometime, is I would like to spend more time talking. And so we're going to spend some time this morning in circles. Don't read past the first circle. You might be very interested in what is the small group circle two. Don't go there yet. We're talking about circle one first. And so what we're going to do is get into circles, maybe eight to ten people. And we've got some questions to talk about. The first question we're going to talk about is during this series— which of the blessings of our being in Christ or united with him has stood out to you as a source of joy? So over, over the past eight weeks, which of those doctrine has brought you joy? Why has that blessing been particularly sweet to you? I'm sure there's one of them that stands out to you. Okay, and if there's some more time, you, you can go, go around the circle, share. Don't make someone share. You know, don't say, what about you? Um, you know, we're just... Just kind of take turns sharing as you feel comfortable. Um, what is one aspect of these doctrines, these blessings? Do you wish that you still understood better? Are there any questions that you have? And maybe we'll have time to, 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 to field those. I, I, I'll, I'll be curious if there are any. Um, if you still have time, what's one aspect that would most affect your life as it is right now if you lived like that aspect was more true? Like, maybe you'd be like, you know, like my life, if I really believed that I'm going to be glorified living for all time with God, that would affect my life in this way. If I really believe justification more, I would feel more open confessing sins or wh whatever that is. Think about one of the, if I really believe this more, I would be different in this way. Now, that might be too much to, to go over now, and that's fine. Um, we'll just get into circles and start spending some time, and then we're going to have some fun doing some case studies after that. So just some examples uh, of how these uh, doctrines could affect us. So go ahead and get into groups of eight or ten people and uh, have some fun talking through these. I'll bring us together at some point. Yes, this, this will require most of you to move, like some. You might have to turn around, put your chairs in a circle. The, these are not pews. Pews you can't move. You can move these chairs.
Okay, we're going to wrap up that uh, first circle time. We're probably just getting started for, for, for some of you. Um, I hope that's appropriate, but we've got some more uh, fun planned. Hopefully your hearts uh, have been encouraged as you talk about uh, what has brought you joy or maybe even what's bringing you joy this morning as you focus on that doctrine. Um, I don't know if there's anyone who uh, is so kind of stimulated as they talk that they want to share. So if someone wants to share uh, what one of these truths, these blessings have been in Christ, been a blessing to them, just go ahead and raise your hand, and we would love to have you share with all of us uh, uh, how, how you've been blessed by being in Christ with one of these uh, uh, with with one of these teachings. Or if maybe there's a question you 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 still have, and then uh, we can leave that question there. And I won't know the answer to it. No, but but if you so so either of those a joy that you talked about that 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 you want to share, uh, or maybe a question I have. Just go ahead and raise your hand, and Caden uh, uh, is going to run a mic around. So if anyone, and we'll just take a second see if anyone has anything to share. As Pastor Joshua says uh, to me at times. We're just friends. Like, we are all friends here, right? So th this is exciting to get to hear how your heart is being moved by being in Christ. And that's fine, too. Oh, great. Thank you. Caroline. Um, I've been encouraged by um, the truth of perseverance and how it's dependent not on me, but on Christ. Um, like how you shared John in John 10, it says, no one will snatch them out of my hand, um, that it's dependent on Christ's hold on us, not our hold on Christ. And that's encouraging for me. Oh, awesome, Caroline. Perfect. Thank you for, 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 for sharing. That's the kind of good news that we get by being in Christ. That's, that's wonderful. Thank you. Is there anyone else? Now, I, I said what that Kelly did was perfect, so I'm not going to, it wasn't like I'm going to grade all of you, like, ah, this is so-so. Um, we're excited to have any of you share. Okay, any remaining questions or kind of nagging questions? You're like, ah, I still don't quite get this. Okay. Hey, well, 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 we're going to um, do our second circle in just a minute, but I just wanted to talk for just a minute. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and uh, turn to Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, and we're going to look just real quickly at verses 11 to 16. Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. And I'll read them, and, uh, and then I just got a couple things to say about it, and then we're going to, and we're, we're going to do some practice, practice speaking the truth in, in, in love. We've already been doing that. You guys have already been speaking the truth in love to one another this, 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 this morning, and we're going to do a little bit more of that. Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. And he gave the apostles, talking about Jesus, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That sounds like a mouthful. It, it is, right? Like, it's to be everything that Christ, to be like Christ. So, so that we may no longer be children, 
tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. I was talking to someone who says, Paul has some really long sentences. And yes, it's true. There's a lot there. I just want to focus on a couple things here. Um, we see, and really what equipping hour is, and, and why we call it equipping hour, is because we want to be equipped. And this is part of what we want to do is to be equipped, verse 12 says, for the saints to do the work of of ministry for building up the body of Christ. That's what we want to be use equipping hour to do. It's really, it's really what we use preaching hour to do. It's really what we do in, in, in small groups. But we want to be equipping to do the work of ministry for building up of the body of Christ. That that's the goal. But that building up the body of Christ, uh, you, you can go ahead and 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 bring out your index finger and point it to you. You don't have to do that, Cole, but you can point it to you because that is the work of ministry that you do, right? All of you should have that finger pointed towards you right now. That's the work of ministry you all do. You're all building up the body of Christ. It's not just, you know, pastors who do the work of the ministry. You're being equipped to do the work of the ministry for this beautiful goal, building up the body of Christ until we all attain. And look what the content of this body of Christ being built up looks like. And it has such an emphasis on truth. In verse 13, it's the unity of the faith, that all of us are holding to the same core doctrines, the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, not just knowing things about Jesus, but knowing him, and some of knowing Jesus is all these salvation blessings. That's what it means for the body of Christ to be built up, to have the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, to become like Christ. And then you can see in verse 14, some of the emphasis on doctrine too. To be tossed to and fro by every doctrine, every wind of doctrine, is to be like a child. To be uh, subjected to human cunning and deceitful schemes. That's why we do what we do in equipping hour, but so that you all can do the work of ministry so that we have this unity of faith. So that we are not tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. In verse 15, though, we see how we do this. Speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. So that's the job that we all do. We're all to be speaking the truth in love. Why do we speak truth in love? Because I love you. I want to speak truth into your life. And you in those little circles there, because you love one another, want to be speaking truth into each other's life. So what is that truth? Well, it's not just these doctrines, but that's a whole lot of what Paul talks about the truth. If you read Ephesians 1 all the way up to this point, that's this kind of truth. It's justification and sanctification and reconciliation and adoption. It is good news. And that's what truth we need to be equipped to speak into one another's lives. Now, I know some of us might serve more by doing physical things, and some of us might serve more by maybe speaking, but all of us were building each other up by speaking the truth in love. Because it doesn't matter if you are doing the most physical thing, setting up tents, um, you're going to have to remember that your justification is not based on whether those tent legs are currently poking up or how the welcome sign looks. Your justification is in Christ, right? And that's what you need your team members and the snack team to communicate to you when all of a sudden uh, someone forgot the coffee, right? Like, brother, sister, you're adopted. 
right? You're part of God's family. So this is how we all are going to speak the truth of love. And we're going to try that with some sample cases here. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to try speaking the truth in love to some imaginary brothers and sisters. Okay? So go ahead and if you haven't already read Small Circle Small group circle two, you've, you're very compliant. Some of you are less c- compliant, I know. But go ahead to small group circle two, and I'll, I'll read this here. Read one of the, now, I'm, I'm going to assign them so, so that we make sure we can talk about all of these. Read one of the following examples of suffering and or sin. And that's often they go together. It's a, life is a mix of suffering and how we respond to suffering. Sometimes we please God and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we sin and we suffer. Suffering and sin. Ask in your groups which of the aspects or of these blessings of being in Christ could be useful in ministering to the following brothers and sisters? Should, should we give them some good truth and love of justification? Should we give them some good truth and love of sanctification? Some truth and love of reconciliation, of adoption? What does this brother, this imaginary brother or sister need? Um, are there any aspects that would not be useful? You're like, I really don't know how justification could help this person. Probably not, but You'll see. Like maybe glorification is not really going to be a major thing right now. Um, which seems the most useful? If you were to pick one, which would seem the most useful? You might, uh, well, I see some sanctification here that needs to be firmed up, but also justification. So we're going to get real here, hopefully. Real by being pretend. And then I've got some, some, some parentheses. This is a very small snapshot, which should be one word, of an imaginary person. Let's assume that as far as you know, that the person is in Christ. And I don't think I edited mine here. Um, um, you might say, Pastor Isaiah is talking about me. I'm not talking about you. Don't be self-centered. Um, um, these are just a smattering of things that people could have in common. I don't know any of you who had the same job after 20 years and lost it. I don't know any of you who eats a Coke in a candy bar in your car after getting bad news. Okay, um, so what I'm going to do is let's say we've got two... Uh, four, six, seven groups. I'm just going to count you off. And so that we'll all, so what I want you to do is to take the one I assign you and then try to do more. Okay. So, so if I give you start with number two, then go on to number three, number four or two. If I start with number five, go to number one and two after that. Okay. So this group in the far, uh, the far circle there can start off with number one. That group back there can start off with number two. Clifton's group there can start off with number three. Um, this group here can start off with number four. The group in the back can start off with number five. Circle back here, you guys can start off with number one. You guys can start off with number two. And if there's, whether there's two or how many, either three or four there, okay? And so what we'll do is work through one, talk about it, and then if you finish, go on to the next one. And then we're going to come back together and say, have a spokesperson say, what would have been particularly encouraging to them? What truth and love did they need. And please, if you're like, he's talking about me, I'm not talking about you. I try to make these very vanilla. Okay, it's just, it's just, sorry, we have common life problems. Okay, go. Ample.
Hey, from just my overhearing, I'm super encouraged hearing how you process this. Um, one of the neat things is that this is, um, this is how the New Testament works, right? This is speaking the truth in love. This is what Paul spends chapters of Ephesians doing, talking about these kinds of doctrines. And then he launches into how it should change our lives. Peter, he just does a little bit more like uh, interweaving. The same thing with John. You read first John, it's just all interwoven. Oh, the, there's a forgiveness, but I should love. All right, so um, what we're going to do is go around to our groups, and I'll give a quick summary that probably gives you enough time for um, you to read that. We're going to start off with, 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 with one, so go ahead and skim one if you haven't already read it. You guys did great from my overhearing, just good brainstorming. I think this is what it means to speak the truth in love to someone, though. And so let's get to a, a circle one. Who had circle one? One, one, okay, so Albert, we're going to need a spokesperson from your group. And uh, was there another circle one over here? And Evan, okay, great. So the first circle one, so real basically, a father's lost his first job after 20 years and the second job after a couple years. And uh, he's feeling pretty down, watching too much television. What is some truth and love that he needs? Doesn't mean that you hit him with a justification bat, but what's some truth and love he needs? Hello? Yes. Uh, stop watching TV. Stop. That, yeah, no, okay. No, that okay. is loving. No, uh, so we were talking about uh, perhaps the, the focus of the father. Um, it, the watching TV, it might be sort of a reflection of where he's putting his priorities. Mm-hmm. And it's not being in Christ. So uh, we could encourage him by just reminding him of his adoption. Adoption, as okay. A, uh, as a member of uh, God's family. I mean, he in Matthew says that uh, uh, God provides for the birds of the air, mm. but uh, how will he not also provide for you? So we would encourage him that. And then remind him to stop watching TV. Great, great. So, so that is a great uh, uh, application of the doctrine of adoption there. That's, what, that's how Jesus uh, uh, applies that doctrine, right? Oh, very cool. Where's the other? And Evan's going to say something. Um, I think the first thing maybe we, we thought through was, um, you know, we could show a lot of empathy and this, this guy doesn't seem like he's, he's a lazy person. You know, he's kept his job for 20 years. And, um, so Nikki pointed out a good thing of just, yeah, coming alongside him in a compassionate way. Um, maybe we could, yeah, share a meal with him and help him physically, but also, uh, <laughs> we can Yes, all those things are good things. Yes. Um, sorry. So how to encourage him? I, I think one thought was... You know, especially as men, if we're providing for a family and, and things just come crashing down, um, our identity can be wrapped up in what we do and um, who we are there. And so definitely um, our union with Christ, our, our, our adoption as, as sons, and just being reminded that, um, yeah, our identity is in Christ and, and our hope is in Christ. And so also that um, there, is a, there is a final story, there's uh, a glorification mm. and and also, I think someone was sharing how within God's realm of sovereignty and, and even in sanctifying us, that there is no mistake that um, uh, that this was planned by God and, and God will carry us through it. And so um, maybe not in this life, but for sure we have hope in Christ. Oh, great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, like, 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 and that's a neat example of how glorification, right? Um, we are going to be working for eternity. 
we're going to, I mean, we're going to have sad experiences in jobs here, but not in heaven, right? Awesome. Thank you. Um, yes. So the truth in love, love is going to have a lot of the uh, uh, meaning. You're probably just not going to, uh, um, you know, big, bold print, you know, do a drive-by justification. Um, you're going to want to spend some time with someone and love them. Yeah. But we're, we're, we're focusing on that they, we do need truth. So that truth is going to have to get through. So love, enjoy a meal, but these truths need to get into our hearts because we start doubting them. That's why we stay up late watching television. It's not because, you know, I love my father right now, right? It's, it's, there's, there's something going on there. Okay, um, not saying that if you're staying up late watching television, you don't love God. I'm just saying that as a uh, escapism. Okay, let's go. Who has circle number two? Raise your hand if you have circle number two. I don't know who it is, really. Okay, great. Huey, and who else has circle number two? Okay, and, and then this group. Okay, great. So uh, uh, real quickly, a man, when he gets bad news, a bad evaluation at work, buys a king-size candy bar and a Coke, sits in the car alone, and, uh, but he's never told anyone about that, and he felt the need to tell someone. All right, so what kind of truth does he need spoken of in love? Group number two. You have to nominate someone. Nope. Oh, great, Sean. So we... Uh, we Kind of made a bunch of assumptions about why. Yeah. <laughs> does this. What kind of candy bar was it? Yeah. Does he Frequency. have a peanut allergy? Yeah, all, all sorts of stuff. But uh, we, we had three things, and the first two I'll talk about were uh, kind of like we assumed, you know, the negative evaluations were sort of making him you know, question his own value and so forth. And, okay. And using uh, candy and Coke for comfort. Um, so, you know, the, the first two we talked about were kind of union with Christ and justification. Um, some more ideas where, you know, if he's sort of finding his value and identity and how people see him and how he's judged, then, you know, like that that's not the source of his, well, I guess, his, his assurance of mm -hmm. value. And so that was kind of one aspect. And then the other aspect was, I'll hand off to... Ooh, we get a double answer here. This is exciting. Did not be, see this coming. It'll be either Stephanie or Jonathan. <laughs> but I want to give credit to Stephanie because she had really good insights, but I think she's going to make her husband speak for her. Yeah, so this is what my wife said, but <laughs> since um, we're one flesh, so this is what I say too. But um, It's wise. So in, in terms of, so we thought, you know, sanctification would be a good thing to encourage him with because... Um, you know, the fact that he's opening up for the first time um, and, uh, you know, his conscience is sensitive to this. Um, you know, the spirit is working in his heart mm. you know, to open up to someone and, and ask for advice. And so just to encourage him that, you know, sanctification is the road that he's going to be on. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like that seems like an example there of not just, you know, a resurrection with Christ, right? that because Christ has died and come back to life, he's getting to enjoy that new life and being able to be open about those things. Okay, let's go to the circle over here. Don't, don't know if you have anything to add. Thanks, thanks, Cademan. So one of the things that we did think about was the reason behind the negative evaluation. Like if it wasn't, if it was like an honest mistake or just poor sales, something that wasn't sin, then yeah, uh -huh. it was like with them, maybe he's, he needs the reassurance of that he's adopted into the family of God, regardless of his mistakes. Yeah, right. That it's not, he's, his value is not in his job. But if it was a case of, like, maybe the reason for his evaluation was something sinful, such as laziness or something like that, then that's more of, like, a justification, mm -hmm. reconciliation issue where, yes, 
the negative evaluation was due to his own sin, and that's why it's bringing him down like that. Right. And uh, causing him to seek comfort in you know, candy bar. So in that case, then it was more his sin can be still be is still forgiven right. for the Lord, and that should give him some comfort mm-hmm. for um, and not have to resort to sugar. Yeah, right, right. Okay, great. Okay, good. Thank you. So let's go to uh, circle three here. And I think we're over to Clifton's circle. And the example is uh, um, a teen whose life is going well. And everything sounds like it's pretty good. Um, Doesn't know of any life-dominating sins, but still lacks certainty whether they are saved. Yeah, so we said um, justification and perseverance. Okay, um, so first we noted that the teen doesn't know any of uh, life-dominating sins. So that means he's um, obviously blind to his personal sins. So he's not understanding uh, total depravity aspect, um, which, of course, is precursory to you understanding uh, justification. Because it's like you don't know your sins. How are you going to savor uh, you being justified in Christ? Interesting. Um, so we set that. Um, so if you're not enslaved to a sin currently, I think they're saying you really are. <laughs> so I'm not sure, but 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 that could be something to kind of stretch out, right? Is it just really bad sins that that they're concerned about? But is there also a concern about other sins? Okay, go ahead, Matt. Yeah. Um, and of course, we said uh, perseverance uh, because he lacks certainty uh, that he's saved. Um, and of course, that's. Like, he, it's him not understanding that it's not him looking athletic, looking popular and kind and continuing to serve um, in a children's ministry that saves him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's Christ who's going to keep him till the end. Mm. So there that person is um, lacking certainty. Okay, great. Okay. okay. And and did uh, anyone else uh, dabble in circle three? Who did, did, did we get to anyone else in circle three? Up there? Great. Just throw it. Adrian can catch it. If it goes through the window, it's Adrian's fault. So we also took the idea of um, uh, two justification, uh, seven perseverance as well. Okay. But I think what Adrian had mentioned, um, and I don't know why he's so shy today, but... <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> uh, you know, if there's not... Uh, significance or um, a lot of like this type of sin that they're dealing with, then it's a time for rejoicing as well, mm. right? There's a time for us to come alongside of them and just be um, sharing and rejoicing with them because of their, um, that God has put them in a place where they are not struggling with that at this time. Mm-hmm. And um, just to encourage them and to continue to persevere to the end. Great. Okay. Thank you. Uh, let's uh, go to uh, uh, question number four here. I think that's that's group Back there, right? Four? Okay. Five? Who's four? You're number four. Okay, great. Um, you're going to have to nominate someone. So it is an example of a mom who is just spending too much time on her phone. The work is, is, is piling up. And, uh, and yet it says, you know, that some of the things that she most looks at is how to do things better. Okay, so uh, we had a lot of good thoughts about this. Um, one is um, some thoughts about sanctification and that if you're in a season of life where things are kind of mundane and overwhelming at the same time, um, you could feel hopeless. And so it's good to just see these are the circumstances the Lord has for you and he wants you to be sanctified mm-hmm. in that. Um, also, if you're looking 
to a lot of like how to and social media um, that can set you up for like false expectations and um, you're judging yourself not on God's standard, but on worldly standards. And um, so just to be encouraged that God doesn't have for you, you know, whatever perfect ideal you might think that people out there have um, instead to, you know, really all of these aspects of being in Christ then are helpful because you're thinking about, you know, I'm not seeking perfect social media posts or likes or whatever. What I'm seeking is to um, grow in knowing what it means to be reconciled to Christ or looking forward to future glory with him or understanding perseverance and mm -hmm. just growing. So great. Well, thank you. Yeah. Did uh, anyone else get to a uh, question four? Would like to answer that as well. Okay, well, let's uh, circle to question five, which the back has, and uh, or example five. And uh, it's a woman for whom going to church has gotten more difficult. Um, she feels like a project. People are like giving her too much attention. That makes her feel worse. And she's thinking about just, do I find a different church? And it's just been in a discouraging time where um, she, wants, she just wants to hide. So we're trying to understand maybe some of the thoughts the woman was going through. Mm. And I think uh, some of us would encourage her um, by trying to understand the, um, the, that we're adopted in the Christ family mm -hmm. and that um, there's a certain reconcili there's reconciliation yeah, um, right. because of what Christ has done um, mm -hmm. for us and has nothing to do about what we've done. Or, you know, as a matter of fact, we even brought up that if, she, if there's a perception that, she, you know, she is a, a sinner, well, we're even worse sinner than she is, making her feel as, hey, we're no better. Mm -hmm. She's not a project. If she's a project, we're a project. Too. Yeah, we're right. Yeah. Project, right? Yeah. Um, and then the other encouragement was that sometimes relationships do take a while to build, so we encourage her to, to kind of be, per, be perseverant and continue to attend and try to get to know people to, for her to get acclimated and yeah. feel more part, but never have her feel isolated as if she, like she's one, she's a project because yeah. we really understand these principles. We're a project. All of us are projects. Yeah. Making her feel acclimated back in. Yeah, great. Okay, yeah, so, so, so adoption and reconciliation, um, but along with that, I mean, there's, there, there's, there's sanctification and there's perseverance and uh, but we are engaged doing those things too, right? Yeah, and in, in, in including our response. Um, we uh, I don't know. Was there anything else that you wanted to add about any one of those, or, or or any other useful discussion that? Oh, I had this thought about example three, or anything else? Because it's 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 a lot of fun hearing what the different groups have been processing. Uh, I hope this feels real, but not too real, right? Because this is the speaking the truth in love that we need. And I mean, by not too real, you don't feel like, oh, he's looking at me. Um, but like, like, we need justification preached to us. We need adoption preached to us. We need reconciliation preached to us. We need sanctification. We need these things. Yes, Joshua. And Cademan's coming with Mike. Might as well. Yeah, no, that's great. We don't have anywhere we need yeah, to be. That's right. 
I was just thinking about example number two, and obviously this is something he is feeling convicted about. Uh huh. Um, but I would, you know, just want to encourage all of us that we are human, and so like we want to make sure that what we're feeling about guilty about is actually sin. Yeah. And so somebody going on a walk when they're stressed right. to just calm down, that's not necessarily sin. It's when you make it a, I don't know, that's your own, that's your end or, you know, you become obsessive about it. But somebody wanting, eating a candy bar when they're discouraged and that's not necessarily sin yeah. in and of itself. So we just want to be careful that what we feel guilty about is actually sin and there's a reason reason and he obviously his conscience is bothered so He's, it is right sin yeah, for him. Right, yeah but um we also want our consciences to be biblically informed informed by scripture um so yeah that's yeah, it's good now if it was just a regular size candy bar i would have never made the list it's the fact that it was king size <laughs> now scripture doesn't say anything about that either so uh yeah and there are feast days there scriptures lots of feast days so think about that when you go into uh, uh your, your christmas meal <laughs> And well, we are pretty much done here. There are some more questions there uh, uh, at the bottom. You might uh, um, enjoy thinking about these, not, 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 not in a circle now, but when were you encouraged by someone sharing with you an aspect of your being in Christ? Maybe someone talked to you about, you, you really are reconciled in Christ. You really have been adopted because we need to be encouraged, but you also need, need to encourage. So when have you encouraged someone? Has anyone ever challenged you to live a certain way uh, because of the reality of one of these of of of, uh, of these doctrines? And so that's maybe you know because of justification you can hope, right? Or you don't need to stare looking at the mirror because you have been adopted, right? So when has someone kind of helped you uh, think about about how to live because of these? Anyways, this is a skill we want to cultivate. We want to be speaking these truths into one another's lives. If uh, you ever feel stuck, either in sin or trying to like feel like drowning in suffering, we are here to, to, to serve you. And uh, we're not just going to say, hmm, which of these? Do you need some justification now, adoption? Um, but that is getting to speak the truth in love. And, uh, and so we would love if you ever welcomed us into your lives so we can do that. But also, welcome one another. I was overhearing stuff, and I'm like, oh, it's good. So you are, you have God's spirit, right? And you value these truths, you can do this ministry to one another. And that's how we all grow into the fullness, the fullness of the stature of the measure of Christ, wherever all those phrases go. And it's really how we become more like Christ is by getting this good news deep in our hearts. I'm going to close in prayer. Uh, Father, I thank you for, uh, this, uh, um, for these truths. And I thank you that you've made them known, Lord. Uh, Father, if uh, um, what was true was just our feelings, we wouldn't need your revelation. And what we feel is so different from often what we think, Lord. And we need uh, truth being spoken in love to us. I pray, Father, that you would help us all to become more skilled in that. Sometimes may, maybe we talk more about the change and sometimes more about the, 
about the doctrine. And we want both of these, uh, Father, we ask to be joined together. Um, we want to become more like Jesus Christ. We want to become uh, a, a people increasingly equipped uh, to help one another in life's struggles. We want to be an increasingly vulnerable group of people, Father, uh, who feel okay saying, even getting someone's counsel if we do feel guilty because we eat too many candy bars when we're sad or watch too much television maybe. And uh, we pray, Father, for wisdom and uh, that we'd be good, skilled, spiritual friends uh, to one another. Thank you so much for this time and for uh, these saints and their willingness to participate. Uh, help us to be a blessing now to one another. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you haven't gotten your picture taken, find a wall outside and Pastor Joshua and whoever is he's incorporated is uh, very excited to take your picture. <laughs>